Welcome to the Discover Your Joy podcast. I'm your host, Maya Urban, the Urban Healer. I'm a life coach, Reiki master, Akashic record reader, and registered nurse. I'm here to guide you towards living a life you truly love by learning to downregulate your nervous system, resetting your energy, and reconnecting to your essence. We'll talk about everything from evidence-based neuroscience tools to ancient healing wisdoms and how you can incorporate these in your everyday life to heal, expand, and feel joy again. For ways to work with me, visit theurbanhealer.ca. Now let's get into the show. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have my very, very first guest. Um, I definitely wasn't anticipating ever having guests, but if I'm going to have one, naturally, the very first person on this podcast is going to be Miss Kate Fowley. She's a dear, dear friend, um, among many other things. She's a tarot reader, astrologer, course creator, and she's located in Brantford, Ontario. Her work is all about helping others build their relationship with magic. And really, Kate, you do so much more. So everything you do is magic and you really allow people to create magic. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It is a joy to be your first guest on your incredible podcast. You are such a podcasting natural. So thank you for sharing your untapped gifts with the world. Thank you for listening because you know, I love to ramble. So (laughs) this worked out perfectly. So Kate and I um, always check in with each other um, personally, professionally, and we just like to kind of see how we're doing, where we headed, and we are able to create this beautiful, safe environment for us to share our outrageous dreams and desires without any judgment. And given that the year is coming to an end, we wanted to kind of check in with what did we learn in 2022, where we headed in 2023, and kind of just touch base rather than getting caught in the messiness of the holidays and the rushing and the doing and the da 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 da. It's like, let's just take a moment and really reflect. So we thought that this would be super fun for us to actually share with you guys, because I'm sure that you'll have um, a little bit of inspiration and a couple takeaways um, in terms of maybe the lessons we learned the hard way. Maybe that could inspire you guys. So what we're going to do is actually just talk about like, what are our, our key learnings? What are our takeaways from this past year? What did we really like grow through? And uh, what are some of those wins, those golden nuggets? And um, Kate, I'm going to get you to share your first one. All right. Yes. Thank you. This in general is such a good practice, I think, because it's so easy to look back on a whole year and just be like, that year was a write-off. That year, I didn't do anything. That year was a boring year or whatever, but that's never true. A year is such a long time, right? So I definitely implore everyone <laughs> to try and come up with some some really key, key learnings and blessings of the last year, because there's always going to be learnings and blessings of, of the past year, for sure. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about ours. So- yeah. My first key takeaway from 2022 was I started getting honest with myself about money, more honest with myself than I've ever gotten before. And I started actually tracking my income month over month, which was new for me. I'm not super proud to say that. That's something that I didn't do before. I did it, but not consistently. But in 2022, I looked every month at what was going in 
and what was coming in and what was going out. And that was huge, huge game changer. Just knowing that, (laughs) knowing what is actually coming in, what's going out helps me to just understand what's working and what's not, you know, or what's feeling good and what's, what's not. So that's definitely a springboard into even more, I think, honesty with money moving forward into 2023. And you've helped me so much with that because we talk about money together. And I think that it's, you know, it's important to talk about that with, with safe people. It's huge. Absolutely. And I think that's something that I definitely want to mention that sometimes women tend to not talk about money and like, not like they don't talk about necessarily their spending or their income. And it like, it feels kind of gross. And it's like, excuse me, why men don't have issues talking about their, like about money. Men have no issues being like, Oh my God, I got a promotion. I'm like getting 30,000 more a year. They're like, Oh, awesome. Good for you. But it's like with women, I feel like it's not as normalized. And like my wake up call came in 2020 when I did a money course where I really dove into kind of like the mindset of it and the energy of money, but then also the like straight up basics of like, do you budget, (laughs) which I didn't before. And then I was like kind of winging it and hoping it worked out and it did, but not ideally. So I think that that's beautiful. And I definitely want people to look at their money, please on a regular basis. And it's like the, the quotes that the quote that's coming to my head is if you can't manage a thousand dollars, the universe is not going to give you 10 ever ever. And you need to make a relationship with money. You have to. So it's like nurture it and be excited for it. Don't be like, Oh my God, Oh, this is terrifying. And like, you're going to get what you give. So it's like, if you treat money with respect, you're going to get respect back. I eat more money. Yes, please. Love that. Yeah. And I think, I think the reason that I didn't do that before was because I never really had a reason to, I never had a purpose to, but in 2022, I kind of came up with the goal, I guess, of, of buying a property. So that was like the biggest goal, I think, of this past year that I, that really helped me to get serious about like, okay, so I need to do this in order to do this. But whereas before I was like, I didn't really have a financial goal in any sort of way. So it didn't necessarily serve a purpose, I guess, in my life before this, but it does now. Absolutely. I love that. That's so good. Okay. So one of my biggest takeaways and and I were like joking about this earlier. So I'm putting it in a nicer way. And <laughs> now I said it to Kate. Um, I became very aware of the people, places, and things that don't serve me. And I see this in a way of people are people, places, and things. So everything you're interacting with is either going to expand you or restrict you. There's no in between. So you're never stuck you're either not moving forward or you're moving backwards. And this is something that I read in a book, and this is something I've discussed in some of my mentorships when I was being mentored. You need to check in with your life and see what's working, what's not. And that's uncomfortable. And I think this is something that is a little challenging to do, especially if you're highly sensitive, you're an empath, you're a people pleaser. But you need to be really mindful who gets access to your time and attention, because if the wrong people get access to it, and even people who mean well and are trying to quotations protect you, but they're not 
excited for what you're creating. They can't see your bigger vision. And they're kind of like, are you sure? Ooh, will that happen? And it's like that your, your ego doesn't need that. Your energy doesn't need that. You have your own fears. Thank you so much. So being really mindful who you are around and also like know that the people you spend the most time with, they're going to determine your success. And I think this was definitely some of those things that I noticed where I'm like, if I had friends who constantly complain about their husbands and they hate like being mothers, I want to be married with kids. I don't want to hear that. Sorry. But then it's like also people who are like, like, again, zero judgment, but there's people who are like, kind of like bitter single. I actually love being single. And I also love being in a relationship and I don't want to hear your bitterness. I'm sorry. So being mindful in who you're around. And like, I've had a couple very rough wake up calls this year of people that are no longer aligned. Some I kind of saw coming, some gently left, some left screaming, kicking with a big scene, not a good vibe, but that's okay because you have to create space if you want something more. So if you are maxed, with the people who are in your life, who's taking up the energy and time in your life, you literally cannot receive new energy because there's no space. So it's like, really take a look at your life. Where does your time go? Where does your energy go? Who are you spending time with? What's in your home? Like I'm on, I'm this crazy declutter person. I'm on like declutter 99 at this point. <laughs> like literally people are like, are you going to just sell your furniture? I'm like, we'll see, maybe. I just need space. I need breathing space. So it's like, let go of that. And all that carries energy. So be really, really, really mindful what is in your space because it's going to affect what you're calling in, how easily you can receive it and where you're headed. It's so, so true. I I love that you mentioned that. I always know when you when you mentioned that you're in a clearing clutter moment that like you're ready to move on from something because it does. Make a yeah. difference. It yeah. does huge, huge difference. And I think yeah. it's really like underestimate how much we are impacted by the people that we allow into our spaces, allow into our homes, allow mm-hmm. into our minds. Like we can't be just living, like allowing people to live rent free in our minds if they don't have helpful, constructive energy. You know, like it's it's huge. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and it's like. You can love people from afar. You can love people with a one hour boundary visit, still maintaining your mental and energetic health. And if people don't like it, that's a you problem. It is what it is. Easier said than done. going to be honest, but it makes a huge difference. And it doesn't need to be a huge, like turning your home upside down. Whenever I create a new offering or I'm in the process of creating a new offering, I move things around in my healing space. And it can literally be, I just move the books around. It can be like my healing tables out in the open. It's not, or like where the bookshelf is. And the moment I shift that, it's like magnetic and I get new people, new clients. And it's just like, oh, there it is. Perfect. So keep it simple, but clear, let it go. Yeah. Something that I appreciate about your space is your it's so intentional it's such an intentional design and layout and everything and you can really feel that you work on that you know because it does matter thank you oh 
so amazing. Okay. Yeah. Love that. What's your next takeaway? Well, building on that, one of the really beautiful blessings of 2022 was that I made some key connections locally that I am so, so grateful for. So mm -hmm. I really called in some super nourishing professional connections that are also friends. And it's just like so aligned. It really was my intention, I think, moving to Brantford. I was living in Toronto for a long, long time, for over a decade before the pandemic. And then in 2021, I moved back to Brantford, the city that I grew up in. And it was my intention to really become connected in the local, the local community, I guess, in Brantford, because Brantford is a little bit of a smaller city and it doesn't have much by way of magic, I guess. Um, until now, <laughs> until now, here I am. So that was my intention to connect with some magical people and see what we could create together. And I, I did that. I called in some really, really beautiful professional connections. Um, there's a, a connection to a local spa here. Shout out to the Beauty Barn uh, in Brantford, Ontario. We do moon rituals and I am able to offer my services there. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful space. And I've really benefited so much from that. Um, and I don't know that I've ever, you know, experienced so much nourishment from partnerships in my life before, to be honest with you, because I am so focused on boundaries and like very discerning about who gets my time. Like I'm a very sensitive person. So having like looking back on this last year and just knowing that I've received so many gifts from people, that's such a win that like. I'm just so grateful for that. I don't even know what I did to deserve. I guess I just intended to call it in and here, here it was. I just feel really, really blessed. I love that. Oh, that's so good. And you do like, you deserve it so much. You are so sensitive, but also so giving. And like, I love that. And like the thing that was popping in my head when you were saying that is if a flower is not blossoming. You're not going to yell at the flower. You're going to look at the environment. It's like, is there enough sunlight? Is there enough water? It's like, what is the like soil quality like? And for you to be around people that nourish you, like, I love that word. That feels so divine feminine and it feels so like safe and juicy. So it's like, you do need to be around those people. And that's one of the reasons I had to leave nursing because those are not those people. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. And like bless nurses. I am not coming at you in a negative way. I love you. I am a nurse. Hello. But energetically people are being pushed beyond their limit and they have been forever that it's like, it's not, let's celebrate each other's wins. It's like kissing. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. All right. Bless. So I love that. Love, love, love that. Um, my next win is or I guess my takeaway I'll say is um, taking full responsibility for my life. And this was, I don't want to say like a wake up call, but just getting, it's like, I, I think I just realized how powerful words are. And it's like, you set goals and intentions but then it's like, did you say you're going to wake up early to do something? And then you didn't, and then you didn't do it again. And you didn't do it again. And you didn't do it again. And then you're like, why am I not moving forward? It's like, well, why don't you go to bed earlier and wake up earlier or just stop saying you're going to do it? And I was like, Ooh, Ooh, interesting. And then it, this kind of allowed me to make peace with past ways of being and past things that have happened. And then also not using it as kind of like a crutch 
And like, I've experienced severe trauma in my past, but I was kind of holding on to the title of, but I have complex PTSD. Okay, cool. Moving forward. You also know how to nourish your nervous system and you're doing that. And then now you're moving forward and the trauma's not happening right now. So now we're moving forward. And I think that was one of my biggest wins that I wasn't ever able to lean into such deep trauma healing in the past because I energetically couldn't. It's like my my business wasn't where I would like it to be for me to be able to take off that time for me to do the therapy and then just integrate. And my nervous system didn't feel safe because I wasn't making the amount of money that allowed me to like, okay, you can literally exhale and now you're okay. So you can take time off to really work on yourself. And I've never gone this deep in trauma healing in my life, but it's, it's interesting because, and this is like something I talk about all the time. It's like, if your nervous system does not feel safe, you're not going to manifest anything. You're not going to like, you know, quotations, lose the weight or get into the best shape of your life. You're not going to call on the right person for you to be in a partnership with because you don't feel safe and you don't feel like you can receive. So you have to do that work first. And like, I'll say a lot of people, and I got caught in this as well, where it's like, I'll take a break when I'll be happy when I'll, you know, take the time off when I'm making this much money. That's not how it works. You have to trust that it's coming. You're going to be okay. Take the time off, relax, and like really get your nervous system in a state that like down regulates and like grounds. And then you can actually do more. But the moment you get into that parasympathetic nervous system is when you can receive. And that is when you're going to get the random person like sign up for your program. Or that's when you like randomly meet a super lovely person who's also really like, into trauma work and can like relate and speak that lingo. So it's like, you have to do the thing first before you get the result. You can't wait for the result and then take a break. And that's, it's hard to do because you're just like, cool. No one pays my bills. Yeah, I know me either. And yeah, I needed the money, but I still decided to take a nap and relax and take a hot second to check myself. And then the money came because I actually took a break. So it's like, I know it sounds backwards, but it's like, you just got to. And I'll say, if you continue to grind, grind, grind to get to the result, when are you going to stop grinding? And if that works, it would have worked by now, right? Yeah. Oh, it's true. It's so true. We make a step and the universe takes a step, but we have to initiate that. But that um, takes trust. And I think when we talk about trusting the universe, we're like talking about trusting ourselves, you know? It is about feeling safe with ourselves. Like knowing that we have what we need to get through anything. Yeah. 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 And as kind of like a side side note slash personal share, this is something that one of my coaches brought to my attention where she's like, why don't you let the universe help you, hold you? nourish you. And she was like, let's do a meditation. Like imagine, you know, the universe is a divine mother and like there for you. And I was like, cool. I have like severe trauma with my mother. So that actually does not seem comforting at all. That was like, oh, are you available? Are you not available? Are you going to be here? Are you not going to be here? And it's like, that doesn't, nope. Like even like my gut right now is like, hell's no, nope. Nope. So then mm-hmm. she's like, oh, shoot. Okay, got it. So that's not working. So of course, you're not going to surrender and feel safe. 
I had a very disrupted childhood. Nothing was safe, nothing. So for me to be like, okay, relax. I was like, sorry, I've never actually felt that. So I can't relate to that. But then what she ended up doing is visualizing in a different way. So for me, the divine mother was more like nature, earth, and like a tree. And it's like probably why I'm in love with the tree in your backyard. <laughs> like, hold me, I love you. Um, but then it's like, got it. Then there's some inner work you need to untangle from to feel the safety to actually let it go and be held. But not everyone likes to be held because it doesn't feel safe. Like, and you might probably not even know this. I didn't let people hug me until I was probably about 25. I was like, do not fucking touch me. And I'm a hugger now. So it's like, there was things that just needed to be healed. So just honor where you're at and know that it's there. Yes. Honor where you're at because every part of the process is so important. It really is a journey. Like what allowed you to go deeper than ever before in your healing was the work that you did to get there. And you know, the work that you did this year is going to lead into the, to the work that you do next year. And it's, it's all part of the process. And it's such an important process to just be present for every step of the way. It's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. I promise you're moving forward, even if you don't think you are. And it's like, even when you want to like take a break, but you don't want to give yourself permission to take the break, you taking the break is literally taking a rest so you can leap forward as opposed to you're like panting and like, that's how you're trying to get ahead. And you're like crawling in the mud. It's like, just take a hot sec. You're good. And then run. And then you're going to get to the thing you actually want faster by taking the break first. Rest first. Rest comes first. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. So your last one. Yes. Yeah. I love you. (laughs) the power of words, because that got me thinking about my word for 2022 and how it really led into my, my third uh, takeaway from 2022. So my word for 2022 was flow. It was my intention to embrace that sense of flow. And to me, that sort of meant just like going with the flow and allowing change and not being so rigid about how I have to move around my world, what I need and fixate on certain outcomes or timelines or anything like that. Um, so I wanted to flow and I really did a good job of fulfilling that intention. And I found that I was able to, and again, I guess the the word nourish is going to come up again, but I learned how to really nourish myself this past year. I feel like 2022 was kind of the first year, maybe since the pandemic or even beyond that I felt like I actually learned how to take care of myself or I let go of some resistance around taking care of myself. Like I'm tired. So I just need to go to bed, even if it's really, really early and I don't have a reason to go to bed or the mind's going to be like, did you work hard enough today? Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I go of a lot of just meanings around things that didn't actually have any meaning. You know, I think there's a lot of a lot of baggage that, that we can all have around like taking care of ourselves and what it means to move around our world and our day in a way that feels good for us. That can be challenging. And I think it just became easier for me in 2022, just because it was the journey. You know, there wasn't anything in particular that I did, but I was like flowing and I was just allowing myself to do things on my own timeline. And it, and it felt really good. I love that. And it's like, if we don't take care of ourselves really and truly, you're like running half empty. And like, I use this 
example all the time, but I'm like, everyone plugs in their damn phone at night because they know they need a full charge tomorrow. Everyone. And it's like, you're going to go on a trip. Are you going to like drive with a quarter tank of gas, not knowing where the next gas station is? No, that's outrageous. Okay. Fill your tank. Just saying you got to do it every day. And if you had a wild day that was like, go, 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 or you just had more triggering interactions, or you had to deal with someone that was difficult, you emptied your tank more, which means you have to fill your tank more. And it's like, it totally, like, it makes sense. Everyone understands that concept, but it's like, you got to do it. And like getting all nursing on you, you eat, you poo. You can't just eat and not poo. You need to poo. Pooing's important. Thank you. Make space. Like, can we just take a moment to acknowledge that? So it's like, if you're spending energy, taking care of everyone, you're a healer, you're a mother, you like, you're like, go, go, do, do. Okay. Now lay down. Now, like take a bath. Now go meditate, get Reiki, be taken care of. And it's like, we don't do that enough. And that needs to be normalized. And it's not being selfish, it's not being lazy. It's just like, I ate, I pooed. I, I did stuff. Now I'm going to like get stuff and like be taken care of. Thank you. Yeah. I- it's, yeah, I think it's so, it's so complicated for so many reasons for people because it's like, we deserve to have a full tank. We deserve to have the energy to move around our world and feel good no matter what we're doing. You know, I think there could be a lot ar- around that. But also, maybe the reason that it was so challenging for me, I think, was because I don't work a nine to five. I don't work for someone else. You know, I really have to be on mm-hmm. my own path. And I think I learned this past year that I really, the, the rebel archetype kind of helps me be on this path. And it's okay if I wake up super late because I'm going to stay up super late or maybe mm-hmm. even not, but I just don't mm-hmm. have the same way of moving around the world that people mm-hmm. do because I, don't, I work for myself and I do something pretty alternative, you know? And I, I, that I have to remind myself that that's that's okay. (laughs) You know, and no one's judging me for it. I need to not judge myself for that. I need to really embrace that for myself. Absolutely. And I love you that you said the word deserve. You don't deserve rest. You just get rest. It's like, you don't like inhale and then not exhale. You have to exhale and then you inhale. And it's like, can we make it as simple and easy like that. Sometimes you take a bigger breath in, which means you're going to let out a bigger breath. And sometimes you take little smaller breaths and then there's a little smaller exhale, but it's like, you don't deserve to go to bed early. You don't deserve to book your own healing session. And like, that's something that one of my um, mentors in the past was always like, you need to pre-book your stuff first. And then I was like, no, 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 no. I want people to book me and then whatever's most convenient, what's left over is what I'm going to book for myself. But then it's like, n- no, you're showing up to give. You need to be able to do that. And it's like, I feel like the world is so backwards. Why can't we normalize that too? Please? Yes? Yes. Uh, yeah, it should be simple, but it's not so wild. True. Yeah. My last takeaway for 2022. Ah. Uh, I don't know how to word this. I kind of changed it because I also had like very loose notes, but it was, oh, okay, how do I word it? Essentially realizing that, and it's so funny because it's like practice what you preach. Yes, noted. 
everything has to do with Eastern and Western medicine. It can't just be one. And I had two surgeries on my jaw this year, which is so fantastic given I talk for a living. It's like universe. Okay. Got it. You want me to shut up? Got it. Got it. Noted. Got the message. Thank you. Like, it's quite funny, but it was like, I'm so tired. I don't know why I'm tired. I have headaches. I was just doing a lot of spiritual energetic work. Also, I did go see a number of different doctors and they just were like, I don't know. Everything looks good. Everything looks fine. And it's because I am so good with Reiki and I Reiki myself that I think I was able to maintain everything else, but I was still having those symptoms. And it turned out that I had a massive abscess in my jaw and I had to have emergency surgery to literally debride my like jaw, clean it out. Like I could have gone septic, not ideal. So realizing that you really do need both. And like, I know that, and I've always practiced that, but I think that it's I don't know. It really landed in a different way. And then even I, I used to go to a lot of therapists, but I was having a really hard time having big breakthroughs, but then it was like, I wasn't doing the right type of therapy. So for me, regular, like cognitive behavioral therapy, talk therapy, that's like, I'm good. I don't want to just talk about it. I want to like move forward. So that's why I leaned into more like things that has to do with like energy or NLP and hypnosis. And I had a lot of like spiritual mentors, but then I literally needed to come back. Like I hit a max with my trauma healing where I needed to do more traditional therapy. So in case you guys are wondering, I do IFS, so internal family systems, which is so powerful. Um, I'm in the process of starting EMDR. Also, this is something that's more psychotherapy related. And it's like, knowing that you need a balance of both. And it's just so funny because I preach this, but I think it just really landed differently for me this year. So it's like, you need the spiritual, you need the energy, you need the physical, you need the emotional. And it's like, sometimes there's kind of like a wave of which one you need to focus on. So don't get fixated on one. And also know you're going to outgrow coaches, healers, mentors, and you might just not be aligned. And that's always a little bit tricky, but know that sometimes you hit like a plateau and then it's okay to move on. But then also yeah. don't do it in a rushing way and don't settle. It took me a long time to find the therapist I'm working with because I'm, I mean, straight up, I'm very particular. I know what I'm looking for. And if there's an ounce of uh, hesitation or like lack of confidence or there's anything, and this is my nervous system just being overstimulated, but if I don't feel like you can like hold all of my energy and like, I have a lot, then I'm like, I don't trust you. I don't need you. Goodbye. Trust gone. And it took a long time for me to find someone that I was like, oh, you can hold this and you can be like uber compassionate and like, like not loving, but like really safe, but you can yeah. also call me out in a gentle way that doesn't make me feel attacked. So don't settle. And if you don't have that incredible relationship with your mentor, healer, therapist, they're the wrong person. Please find someone else. And I think that was why I'm having such massive breakthroughs in my trauma work and being able to move forward. And it's just literally like, I feel like there was a part of me that like broke open and it was super uncomfortable, but then I like hit this next layer of being able to hold more and like where my business went 
if you'd have told me this a year ago, if you'd have told me this two months ago, I would have been like, hell's no, there's no way this is where I'm going to be at the end of the year. And it's because I continuously like grounded, rested, grounded, rested, and then like kept growing in terms of the capacity of what I can hold. And you can't rush that. And that's one thing that like my therapist I work with and like bless her, she's fantastic. She's like, we're not rushing this. And then I was kind of like, I need to get to the thing. I need to get to the end. Then I need to get like, can we get to the thing? Let's do the thing. And it's like, nope, we're not. Because if you do too much too fast, your nervous system is going to shut down and you're actually going to go backwards. And then you have to heal opening too quickly. So with that, and I need to say this, please make sure that just because someone says they're trauma-informed, they could have done like a five, six hour course online and they're actually not qualified to deal with trauma. So be really careful, especially if you have complex trauma in your past, not everyone is capable of helping you through that. And you don't want to make, do more damage than good. Important. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a special relationship. It's one of the most intimate relationships that we have Mm -hmm. with with that person. Mm -hmm. If you choose and I definitely implore you to, if you're curious about therapy and you've never done it before and you know that it's time, like it can change your life and it usually does. So that's one of my intentions for 2023 to go back to therapy because I haven't for a while, but it's such an important, such an important part of our growth work. And especially if we're, you know, working with other people and holding space for other people, it's, it's our responsibility to take care of ourselves in that way. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's another thing that whoever you want to work with next year, whether it's a therapist, mentor, coach, in a very respectful way, ask what inner work they're doing. Because if they're not, ah, okay. And like the more I go into this, the more space I'm holding for people, the more inner work I'm doing. And not like you need more certifications for the win. No, 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 no. But like, do you know how to honor your boundaries and take a rest? Do you know how to say no to people? And like, even though you need to get certain things done, still take time for yourself. It's like, that is so important. And I mean, we always attract people that are somewhat similar to us, but might be a couple steps behind. So them retelling their trauma can really re-trigger your trauma. So if you don't know how to hold space for that, again, it, it's, not a healthy relationship and you really need to be mindful to take care of yourself. Yeah. That's a kind of confidence that you like, can't really fake, right? You just can't nope. show up. Yeah. Nope. Totally. But yeah. Okay. I love it. So those are our little takeaways a little for 2022. Um, we wanted to talk about how we're intuitively planning for 2023 and what are some of our rituals for the new year? Yeah. Go my love. Thank you so much for sharing your takeaways. Wow. I'm so, I'm so happy for you and all the growth work that you did in 2022 and so excited to see where you 2023. It's only, it's only bigger and better from here. So (laughs) how we intuitively plan for the new year. Let me tell you, (laughs) (laughs) So I don't necessarily follow the Gregorian calendar. I'm more of a person who lives by the lunar cycle and I honor Sabbaths and I honor um, astrology when it comes to timing and things like that, new in terms of honoring new beginnings and, and endings and things like that. So I always look to the 
new moon that falls closest to new year's in order Mm -hmm. to set and have a ritual for myself. I'm huge on rituals. I love, love, love little rituals that I do for myself. And around the new year is a really powerful time to do a ritual for yourself because even if you don't follow the Gregorian calendar and you are into the witchy stuff or you're full of witch, like there's so much energy around that time of a new beginning and everyone's thinking about the new and we're all on this sort of like same understanding wavelength that we're wrapping up this year and we are moving forward and we can really harness that with our magic if we're right if we want to so i always mark the new moon around the closest to the the new year or also winter solstice as well which is coming up i I guess tomorrow actually at this point at our, our time of recording this but winter solstice is a beautiful threshold on which to go deeper into ourself find a deeper balance within because it's the midpoint between the dark half and light half of the year so i always like to tap into what's going on with nature what's going on with the elements and this year's new moon that's closest to new year's falls on the 23rd of December in just a few days and it's a new moon in Capricorn and this is our second new moon in Capricorn of our year so we usually only have one new moon in each sign per year but this year we had we had two we had one at January 2nd 2022 so right at the very beginning of this year so we started with a Capricorn new moon and we're ending with a Capricorn Mm. new moon coming full circle here which is a really beautiful chance to just kind of reflect hold some space for yourself and go deeper and ask yourself what it is you really truly want for 2023 that's what the new moon is all about it's about asking yourself what do I truly deeply want so I like to do a ritual around that new moon corresponding with the element of the moon so this one's in an earth sign so I'm definitely going to do something outdoors maybe write down some intentions and plant them in the soil as if it's like a seed that's kind of a nice little ritual that I'm that I'm going to do but yeah it's all about getting super woo like this is this is the yuletide season is a really really magical time so I'm all I I go super this time this in October for sure (laughs) I love that oh I love all of your rituals and I love your wisdom around all these festive times it's like everything has so much history and like I love leaning into the witchiness but I feel like I just wouldn't even know where to start like I know like I've I've learned a lot under your apprenticeship over the years of us being friends (laughs) but I just love the way you're able to verbalize it and I, I don't know if the word simplify is the right word per se but make it super accessible for anyone like I just adore that oh so amazing oh thank you you're so mad things that you've told me I'm just like whoa you are so magical so (laughs) (laughs) both ways I adore you so bless 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 um and thank you I received that um in my heart for sure so thank you um so what I like to do and I usually start this a little bit before the new year um just because I know it's going to be a bit of a task and okay I'll share that after <laughs> sorry my mind's like I'm going to tell you this this and this okay so I love taking pictures and I'm one of those people that I take random pictures pretty much every single day it's just important to me because I'm very visual so I like to kind of go through my album and then it kind of reminds me of things. The moment I see a picture, I can literally go back to that moment and like feel what that moment feels like, even like in terms of scents and temperatures and who was there. And it's like, it really 
I guess I'm able to relive those moments. And I like taking pictures. And oh, it's so funny. My throat's like, <laughs> do I want to share this? I'm so sharing this. I take pictures even of really dark moments. And it was interesting because the past relationship I was in, I took a lot of pictures of me in dark, dark moments, like just ugly crying. And those were my reminders when things were really good of were they really good or am I just trying to see the good and I'm forgetting about the quotations bad. So I like to really go through a year's worth of pictures and then I I will write down kind of like what were those big wins and also what were my lessons because no year's wasted. And it's like, if you had a year where you just didn't do much and you were resting and you were keeping to yourself, that's not a waste of time. Your body needed that. And it's like, we forget. And then sometimes you might have like a really big goal of like, well, I'm still single and I don't own a home and I didn't get the promotion and da, 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 da. But it's like, no, 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 no. But you did inner work realizing why you weren't ready to date yet. Or you leaned in and like looked at your finances because you want to buy a home. And you don't just be like, I'll take that one. Thanks. Tomorrow, picking up keys. That's not how it works. So there's always just a lot of work you have to do beforehand. It's not just the final destination. The journey is really important. So I like to honor the journey part. And like, again, both of us came a long way in a year. I mean, I, I was just kind of, I went back to like last December, last January. And it was so funny because like I had like white blonde hair and my hair was like up to like shorter than my chin. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was a different woman. And it was so yeah. interesting because it's like, we've evolved so much. So the other thing that I wanted to share was I'm actually going to create a document of some sorts. And this is something I did a long time ago. So I'm going to bring it back. So for my OGs back in the day, um, you might remember this, but I really want there to be a sheet where we reflect once a month of what did you call in? What went well? What did you celebrate? And it's like the little things, the big things and really have that. So then at the end of the year, you kind of don't need to go through one by one and like really like try to remember and you forget those moments. I also have um, a gratitude journal. So the five minute journal, I use it on my phone where it's like, what went well, what did, and what, what did you learn? And I think that's important for us to really acknowledge the quotations, baby steps, because at the end of the day, baby steps are what create life. And those are the moments that create who you are. And it can even just be celebrating a trigger that triggers you less. And even if you were triggered, you're able to take a breath and then not say anything. That something happened to me like a few days ago or like old me would have been like explosion. And you me was like, okay, got it. Take a moment. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go to kickboxing, kick it out. Uh, that triggered me, got it. But at least it didn't go back into that old pattern. And even though that's such a tiny thing, that was a huge fucking win for me. So it's like, we need to acknowledge that and celebrate that, like celebrate the fuck out of yourself. And I want each of you to really do that for this year and call in the new year on this, like, I'm a badass bitch vibe. Like, yes, please, more, please look at all I did. Look at all that's coming. I'm ready for it. I can handle this. I'm resilient. I am strong. I am 
gentle and I rest and I do the things. So that's what I think I'm going to be doing. Kate and I were talking a little bit earlier before we recorded. I think I'm actually going to spend New Year's alone. And I've never really done that before, like on purpose per se, when it wasn't pandemic. But I think I just want to be in ritual for the day and just like make it super ooey, gooey, witchy, order in some fancy food, cuddle my dog, and just like indulge in celebrating the year and having this absurd amount of gratitude for what I've accomplished and like what is coming. And like, that's feeling really aligned. Mm, What a beautiful way to spend the new year. Oh, I love that. And I love that you also mentioned celebrating something so small as a trigger that triggers you less. Like it's so important to just honor like those tiny, tiny little shifts that are huge are huge in so many ways so yeah we all celebrate the work of this last year because we all did some work we're all on the right path always no matter what right absolutely okay now Kate this is all on you but tell us a little bit about the energy of 2023 tell us some of the astrology the themes how to work with them Floor is yours because this is not my thing, which actually makes me laugh because like my Instagram got, I guess, impersonated and the person is like an astrologer. I'm like, I am not an astrologer. I'm like, so honey, get that right. Okay. like, (laughs) (laughs) I have an astrologer and it's Kate Fallon. She's fantastic. Thank you. But like, I don't do that. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I think probably no more than no more than you think, but it's big it's a big topic this is the cosmos we're talking about so it's totally okay to not know a whole lot about astrology we are all students of astrology if you study astrology so yeah let's talk about some of the themes of 2023 and how to work with them so 2023 is a six year because two plus zero plus two plus three equals six and six corresponds to the chariot card in the tarot. So 2022 was a lover's year, which was, oh no, sorry. It's a seven year in 2023. Um, 2022 was a six year, two, four, six. Yes, I can do that math. That's correct. (laughs) So the lovers was 2022 and the theme overarching theme of 2022 was all about coming into alignment with our true values and committing even more fully to them, not rolling the dice with our values, but marrying them, marrying what we truly want, what we truly need, and just who we truly are and being fully on our path. So that was the the key theme of 2022. Now that work leads into our chariot year, which is all about literally getting into the driver's seat of our lives, knowing what we need in order to feel supported, knowing what vehicles support us in moving forward, and just like hitting the gas, going forward. It's all about focus, determination, and willpower. And knowing that, of course, as we move forward towards the horizon that we see in our mind's eye, there's going to be obstacles, but we have everything that we need to crush them because we have done all the work to lead us to this point. So 2022 definitely set us up for the momentum that'll be generated in 2023. And we have a lot to look forward to with that. The chariot is a really beautiful, blessed card. So many different nuances that come with it, but that's pretty much the overarching theme of it. Another, um, I'll talk about three key transits that I think are really 
important to note for 2023 and how we can work with them. So we have Jupiter in Aries. Actually, Jupiter moves into Aries today, uh, just maybe five hours ago at our time of recording this. It's going to be in Aries for the first half of 2023 until May 17th. And this makes 2023 a year of big risks and big rewards. This is big trailblazer energy. Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. It's all about being on our path without apology feeling the fear and doing it anyway Aries is just all about that momentum all about that telling me that because I'm literally feeling that and it was funny because sort of interrupt but the chariot all I can picture is me packing my car up hitting the gas pedal with my dog in the car going to Prince Edward County being like bye not doing this so it was like you saying that I was like okay that's yeah I got a visual that's me yeah, we love a literal a literal moment with the tarot. You're literally getting in your chariot and hitting the gas and going. For <laughs> awesome. I mean, uh, Tegressa's Uber. <laughs> yes, you are the chauffeur. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but Jupiter and Aries, again, that's sort of just year of, of momentum and moving forward. We don't need to have a plan or see every step of the way. We don't need to see the whole journey. We just need that sense of, yes, this feels like a good idea. I'm going to do it. And the net will appear because Jupiter is the, the, the bringer of blessings. So we really have to trust ourselves in 2023. After May, it moves into Taurus. And that's a different lesson with Jupiter and Taurus. So we're going to be really grounding dreams in the second half of 2023. But for the first half, we're, we're really um, making, we're venturing into new territory. The the second theme of 2023 is Saturn in Pisces, which is March 7th until February 2026. So we're entering into a new three-year Saturn cycle in the beginning of 2023. Saturn is the planet of boundaries, structure, and commitment. And it's shifting out of Aquarius and into Pisces, which is the the ocean. It's the very last sign of the zodiac. And it's all about healing and just compassion and oneness and dissolving boundaries between us. So Saturn, the planet of structure and boundaries, moving into boundaryless Pisces is really interesting. It really begins a new three-year cycle around grounding our dreams actually and being honest with ourselves with how we want to feel in our lives and taking it upon ourselves to take responsibility for that and to create structures in our life to live in alignment with how we want to feel this is about sort of like defining our spirituality defining what is not necessarily so definable but doing that work and committing to our emotional well-being as well that's something that i that i really feel for saturn and pisces the last one eclipses in Aries and Libra. Eclipses are always sort of a something to look at when we're thinking about the overarching themes of the coming year. I know you love you and eclipse season. They always hit you really hard. (laughs) Already in fetal position shaking. And it's always like, it's worth whatever's getting ripped out of my life. And like, I get it, but it's like, holy (laughs) fucking hell. Like, okay, go on. And it's Libra, which is my like... (laughs) rising oh mine too so listen we're gonna have a lot to talk about in 2023 <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna pre-cry go on go, i'm like this <laughs> is our big big lunations they are changes they are turning points they are karmic so whatever is meant to happen in our lives 
to get us to move to the next chapter will happen during eclipse season. So they can be divine storms. It can be meltdowns. It can also be beautiful things coming into your life. And you're like, oh, wow, what did I do to deserve this? So all manner of, of events can happen during eclipse season. But we look to the signs that the eclipses fall in to understand the flavor of sort of the changes that are that are on the horizon. So eclipses in Aries and Libra and the nodes shift into Aries and Libra in the second half of 2023. So July 17th is when they shift and they're going to be there until 2025. So the nodal axis was in Taurus and Scorpio in 2022. So we were all sort of doing this work around wealth and values and understanding what it means to really balance our spiritual values with our material values because Taurus is about material wealth and Scorpio is about spiritual wealth so we were all, all sort of doing work around that kind of balance in 2022 now we're moving into Libra and Aries this is the axis of selfhood and relationships Aries is me and Libra is we so with the North Node, which is a symbol of growth and expansion in Aries, there's going to be more of a focus on me and action and less focus on sacrificing our needs for other people. So definitely a year to put ourselves first, especially because Jupiter is going to be in Aries as well. So big growth in our Aries house. So look to that house in your chart. That's where you're going to see a lot of the activity really in 2023. Oh my. It's so yeah. funny when you're like for eclipse season, sometimes you're like, oh, wow, what a wonderful thing. I can't believe I deserve this. Hey, never in my fucking life have I had that happen during eclipse season. It was like, what the hell is this plot twist? So stop lying. Like I've never had that experience <laughs> in my life. I'm sorry. I'm calling you out. <laughs> Once the club season is done, the dust is settled. I've wiped the sweat, blood, and tears off my body. I was like, okay, I get it. That, that, I see why that needed to happen. But never have I been like, wow, wonderful. Well, yet. You haven't had it happen Fine. yet. Because you being a Libra rising in 2023, you're going to have all of this growth happening in your Aries house, which is the seventh house of love and partnerships. So a lot is going to be coming into that area, just saying, and that can mean any kind of partnerships, just an abundance of love in your life. Well, I'm all open for that. So let's go. Let's go. Let's oh go. In, our in the gas. This is going to be such a powerful year. And I'm like, just so wildly excited. And I just want everyone to really remember that, I mean, 2020, 2021, rough, really rough. And I think that's when everyone had their like wake up call, had to kind of sit in their own darkness to really realize what's working, what's not working. What do you need to really let go of? Deweed. It was work. It felt uncomfortable. 2021 was more like, okay, dust is settling. I'm a little bit clearer. I have more understanding where I'm headed or what's important to me. And it was like planting seeds, but then kind of waiting. And it's like, oh, did I plant that right? Is this going to blossom? Did I give enough water? Did I overwater it? And just like a little bit of uncertainty. And I think that with 2023, you're going to get the fruits of that. You're literally going to harvest and receive the abundance. And it's like, all that time you invested and the uncomfortableness and that, oh, that like gooeyness that didn't feel nice, I think is literally going to be shed and you're going to 
get that beautiful flower that you wanted, except for, I think it's going to be better and more abundant and more vibrant and more radiant. And it'll be like, oh shit, this, this is good. So please know that energy is the energy I want for each of you to have in 2023. Yeah. I want that too, for everyone listening, for sure. And for you, beautiful podcast host. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> it's like, it's a podcast, but I'm like, oh, I, you know, I, I took a shower, kind of did my makeup. Cause I'm like, I'm going to see Kate. I love Kate. <laughs> None of you can see it too bad. Just letting you know. <laughs> love it. Okay. So as we're coming to an end, which hilarious, we can never talk for less than an hour, but Hey, we, we did good. We, we we're doing good here. Um, one question for you, Miss Kay Fowley, given this is a podcast called discover your joy, what brings you the most joy? What brings me the most joy? The first thing that's coming to my mind is my cat. To be honest with you, I really love my cat, but I really love just those moments of feeling at home with people that I love and that people who see me. So like you, my key friends, my fam, my cat, those feelings of feeling really at home um, with myself and with other people is just, that's what brings me joy. I love that. So like follow-up question, what do you think is the joy that is brought forth with the cat? What do I think it is? Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's like, I just love him. (laughs) (laughs) Valid. Silly little guy running around my house. I'm just like, your existence is just so silly and, and fun. But I really, I, the, the archetype of cats are, is really cool. I think that they're just so majestic mm-hmm. and I, I take care of him and it feels good to take care of things. I keep this being alive. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And like, the reason I say this is because obviously Tegress is one of my main givers of joy. And for me, like Tegressa brings out the sense of playfulness mm-hmm. and like being able to, I don't really nurture my inner child. And I think it's hard, it's hard to have that elicited so naturally without overthinking it in other ways, but it's like, oh, it's because I'm a, I'm with my dog and I'm playing with my dog. My dog wanted to play with me. Of course I'm going to play with the dog, but it's like, no, you wanted to play. Stop fucking lying. Like just play. So like, sometimes they force her to play with me and she doesn't really want to. And I was like, we're playing chase. Okay, go. Okay. I love that you shared that, that she brings out your playfulness. I think my cat brings out my sense of just like inner rebel, like cats don't give a shit. Cats <laughs> walk around. They'll be like, give me some pets. Ah. And then five minutes later, they'll be like, I hate you. Don't care. And then they'll just leave. They just don't care. So yeah. like, I appreciate that. And I, I kind of move around the world a bit like that too. Please be a rebel. We love you for it. Oh my God. This was so, so, so incredible. So thank you everyone who tuned in. Thank you, Kate, for showing up. I adore the fuck out of you. For anyone who doesn't know Kate, please immediately follow her on Instagram. She's Kate underscore Fowley, F-O-W-L-I-E. There's only one of her. So be careful because she's been impersonated many, many times. She'll never DM you for anything. And you can also catch her podcast and she has the Magic Woman radio podcast. I will link it below. 
Her website is katefowley.com. Also, it's K-A-I-T for Kate because she's special and cool and I love it. And again, thank you for coming. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being in my life. You you bring me joy. Like, oh, just love you. Love you too. Thank you so, so much for having me. You're so welcome. All right, guys. Thanks so much. And I'll see you guys soon. 